fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguadala. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Hawks and Bucks play games in the desert. Ranveer dazzles with colorful shirts and a skirt. Draymond puts school to sleep. All these memories we can't but help keep. On the Aztec Ball is being the podcast, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back at it again with yet another episode and this is your first time listening. My name is Ashwin and let me urge you all to like, share and follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts at. In the association this week, TMZ showed us how a red herring strategy works in the front office of an NBA team. Ranveer Singh made Indian fans see all shades of yellow and Victor Wembanyama opened up his bank accounts to all possibilities of green. Speaking of colors, I've got with me, as always, someone whose favorite color is monochrome, someone whose favorite meat is red, and someone whose mood ring is hard-coded to blue. My co-host is there. What's up, what's up? Very good intro. After a long time, it's a good what? one. <laughs> so the same thing with Pete also. <laughs> oh, no, but but I mean, he was there, so yeah. Yeah, I had to, I had to be like, oh, wow. This yeah. is like, ooh. Uh, Vidit? Uh, you're, you're obviously wearing blue, uh, but what has your relationship been with color? Uh, I think uh, I've had a love and hate relationship with color. I I've always uh, uh, optimized for uh, less color and mm-hmm. more like consistency. So like black is my go-to. Uh, but in the last three four years, I've been adding more and more color to my wardrobe. And I right now have a lot of different colors, but unfortunately, it all gets hidden on my sweatshirt, so which is black. So <laughs> eventually, I end up. So under under there, there is a coat. And un- under color. the sweatshirt, it's always a different color. And I always tell people like, yeah, I do wear my sweatshirt a lot, but inside it, there are different colors. Isn't that like a Silicon Valley thing to be dressed for the occasion? It's the opposite. I mean, in in the valley, it's mostly like. Uh, <laughs> casual I think what it's called formal casual or casual something business casual uh, no not business mm-hmm. casual like more casual than business casual oh. so like it's okay if you like show up in like a jeans and a t-shirt it's, and, and if you're like really smart and really rich you can also show up in like flip-flops that all depends on how much money you have you know the more money you have, the less you have to show it. That's the less you have to show, yeah. So that's my strategy, right? Like when people see me, they're like, oh, but this guy must have a lot of money. <laughs> it's not true. I fool people into it. Okay. I mean, speaking of uh, fooling people, I guess. We had the started off the week, I, I think so, with uh, the whole Draymond Green incident. Suddenly people like, oh my God, TMZ, how do they get this uh, uh, footage? Uh, people... <clears throat> are defending Devon Green for, oh, if he said something, then you can beat him up. And then Warriors came out saying, who leaked this video? How dare this video get leaked? How dare we be held accountable for the actions? Mm. And what is going on here? Uh, what did you make of it? I mean, we, we, we saw it at probably the same time only because it was released late at night, around 10 o'clock India time, yeah. somewhere there. Uh, what was your first reaction, Sunit? I think first reactions was like, oh, shit. Like... There goes like the Warriors team chemistry, you know, uh-huh. um, and it's kind of sad because, you know, that's the one team that you really like how they operate and how they play. And, you know, it's it's kind of like Spursy and you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the 
first thing that hit me is shit like the warriors chemistry is screwed at least for now mm-hmm. um and also i just thought like i don't know i mean i felt like it was too much of aggression from green uh, even if maybe jordan pool said something that really pissed him off but still like i mean the the way he smacked him was uh like it looked really dangerous because then he yeah. held him so that he wouldn't fall off or something like that's how it looked to me at least like he hit him and yeah. then made sure that oh oh let me like let you not get a concussion as well to whatever else you're going to get after this yeah yeah he 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 went in like full uh-huh. a full punch yeah exactly he went up right and oh what did he say Bang. yeah that was uh, uh, without assigning blame i think uh, because you see Draymond is probably the enforcer on that team right like uh, even though he claims to be a leader he's also an enforcer on that team like wherever trouble brews he's the <clears> one who's going around like you know separating people and the, he's supposed to be the guy who protects his teammates from other people so mm. that uh, sort of uh, seemed a little bit weird that he would get this done especially to his teammate and not even a teammate who's going off or something like the thing he that he told durant sort of made sense because durant that entire focus uh, was on durant's off season move and he might have said something obviously he's not going to hit durant like that uh, but it felt like he was just taking advantage you know what is that called you now pulling rank like he can hit him and nobody else is going to do it because even durant. the p- people who saw him, nobody really like you know sort of try to separate them or anything they were like nobody did that sort of protect jordan pool sort of yeah i think also. i think people didn't realize it till a little bit like late uh-huh. that he punched him you know i think he just they, everybody thought he just kind of pushed him uh-huh. so they didn't like react uh, because what we see is the video in slow motion right so we can see it clearly but for people standing there it just seems like jordan pool pushed him and then draymond gate pushed him mm-hmm. um so i think everyone was like oh, why are they pushing each other you know so they didn't realize that a punch was thrown because if you actually watch it in like kind of normal speed you can't really see the punch if you're like around you just feel like they both were pushing each other yeah because i, I don't know like where, sort of like a time out in that scrimmage uh, he walked over up to him and did uh, i don't know I, i don't think anybody thought that he would punch him punch but him, then yeah, exactly mm, correct yeah. uh, i don't know it's, it's a little weird right like then draymond green takes the classical mental health route that hurt people hurt people uh i i was hurt that's why i went and punched him in the face he said that in the like in the What? press conference that he did in the press conference that he <clears> did <throat> uh later he said that i mean obviously he said the classical i should not have punched him i am uh, embarrassed that you know i had to apologize to john pool his uh, his family all of that it's not a good place for interview i just and don't he, trust anything draymond green says <laughs> i just think like he's like a he'll just say what needs to be said to get what uh, he wants oh yeah like he's he's a lot about like oh this is a business everything is a business and everything is okay in the business you know like mm-hmm. he's got that attitude where if you have that kind of attitude towards life uh, and and how you how you present yourself like you'll always find an excuse on like the business side of things like you know that's what i i feel about him in terms Are you of calling him a Saul Goodman mm, yeah yeah i would say that and i wouldn't be surprised if lebron has something to do with this so i'm thinking like lebron's like the master chess chess master so he has been like 
he knows that there is only one weak link in the warriors dynasty and that is Draymond Green right okay. like clay is not is not messing with uh, lebron and either is steph mm-hmm. they both they're like okay cool you're cool i'm cool let, let's just keep our distance yeah. but the, he he kind of like latched onto draymond got draymond under his um, contract may became buddies with him mm-hmm. um cuz the only thing that is stopping lebron's dynasty at this point is steph's dynasty Right. Correct. Um, and so, I mean, some would say it's over. Like LeBron's best chances of winning are behind him. It's not. Yeah, but still, I mean, you still he can still pull off one, right? I mean, doubtful whether he can pull off one. But if Steph wins one, then Steph five, LeBron four. LeBron's never going to catch him after that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think. I feel like, you know, he became like super chummies with Draymond, and like he's been like kind of like a little bit putting some words into his mind and mm. it, it's interesting how like it's so easy to f- screw with people's minds by just like saying something and like Con- people confirming what they already think yeah not only confirming what they already think but like also like um yeah confirming what they already think in a way but also like in a negative sense because you can confirm what someone is thinking but like push it in a positive spin and say like you know okay this is maybe a better option and like maybe this is good mm. for the team but you oh, these people don't respect you they think that you are only winning because of Steph and Clay yeah, and yeah. you are not nothing and last finals also you didn't really do anything people are saying yeah people are saying yeah all you are just, just a rodman with a big mouth it's like it. narada you know i love narada <laughs> he's my favorite character of all time um call back <laughs> what you you we said this you are a huge fan of narada like i think season 4 season 5 or something oh really oh okay yeah, okay yeah that. huge huge fan of narada just like his ability to just like create so much trouble mm-hmm. you know and just like stay stay away from everything you know it's just freaking amazing it's such it's such a great character because there are people like that in the world yeah. whose only job they just want to see the world burn like they don't <laughs> they don't want to do anything they don't want to get they don't want to burn anything. with it also yeah. they don't want to do they, they have no like they they are not like they don't want to get anything they just want to mm-hmm. see like chaos what chaos they just want to see chaos and they will do whatever is required to create that chaos and they just will like then take a step back and enjoy the chaos <laughs> in a way and there are people as i know of people like oh, this who are yeah, like, yeah. yeah yeah and so Absolutely. i feel like narada is such a great character because of that uh So you're calling LeBron the Narada in this I'm scenario? calling LeBron and I feel like LeBron is kind of like the Narada I think like he has his hands in that Suns thing also for sure <laughs> like he's got his hands in a lot of things you know a lot of pots uh, uh, and and I don't I don't see why not because he's always been this kind of like think about the stuff he has done right like hmm. about he he handles his own business he doesn't have a his own you know all of that was not there before like even Kobe had his own manager Uh, every all of these guys had I mean, except for Dirk Dirk could just walk in and sign whatever papers given to him um you know this right Dirk never had a manager ever no i did not know that <laughs> he never had a manager he would just go in and sit with uh, what's his name uh, mark cuban mark cuban and mark will say we'll pay you this much and he'll say ah okay that's it that's it uh anyway so i you know the things that LeBron has done shows that he has extremely good business IQ mm-hmm. and he understands like he understands how to navigate the 
the like egos you know at a certain point in business it's less about skills it's about like navigating your uh, navigating through the egos of people or through the you know like saying what you have to say to get what you want to get right mm-hmm. and i think he he's very good at that because he's very uh brony james like as we talk brony james has signed a deal Bronze with nike nike yeah, nike, yeah. Uh, is not even left high school yet, so I mean that's a great deal for the. I mean I'm sure he doesn't need the money, but you know that's a good deal for him to be seen as someone who, even if he's not great basketball wise, he can be great uh, jersey sales wise, and like some team will definitely sort of pick him up on that basis because uh, uh, I, I think I read some report that he's he was listed at number fifty or fifty five as the top high school prospect of that really? year. Really, that low? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's low. Uh, I'm not sure. I think 40 to 55. That's the number that is coming in my head. Not not very high. Not like top 10, top five, or anything of that sort. Right? <laughs> that's kind of sad. So 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 this is a mark. I I would think that this sort of makes sure that some team will definitely pick him up because they'll be like, you know, we can we can use the LeBron James effect. We can use the extra sales that come in. We can use mm. the crowds that he fills in and. Like I, I think you've talked about this before, right? Like if a normal sort of average player also gets a lot of touches. They can get bigger numbers. Once you yeah. get bigger numbers, then you know you can have that Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris sort of contract. Like you don't even hear about Tobias Harris anymore. You know, yeah. he just he just quietly is like collecting checks. You know, and still people are oh Tobias Harris, yeah, that's a good Tobias player. Harris, very very two way player. Like, he plays for that side and this side. <laughs> but the only thing interesting, like which I sort of want to believe, is that the Warriors themselves leaked the video. And I'll tell you yes. why. Because oh. in our college, right, like in our second year or something, we were celebrating our 50th year of the college, right? And like one of the best colleges in Kerala, definitely by that time. So 50th year of college, there's a lot of uh, functions and this and that and all that. And my college was a college which had only one uh, political union. It's not a student union. The Communist Party's uh, student wing, which is the SFI, was the only political group in our college. So all the elections, they only stood, they only won everything and they had uh, band ragging. So everyone was pretty happy with it. And, you know, there was not much of a problem like because 90% of the people were extremely unaffiliated to anything politically. Mm. politically so okay. that 50th year, a few uh, colleges, uh, a few sort of unions started to be like, okay, we also want to be here. Uh, we can't just always be looking in one direction. We have to look at multiple directions, blah, 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 blah. And the, the, the SFI, obviously, they realized that this could, like, you know, create some sort of unrest in the thing. Uh, so they need to arrest it, right? They need to calm it down, like, make sure that things are in control. Yeah. Because nobody wants to lose control, right? So there was this uh, next, we had an iconic uh, tree in our, right next to our big uh, like ground where we used to play cricket and football and all that. So on that, uh, tree they had put a big like 50 foot by 20 foot sort of a flex which announced the college festival that was happening because of the 50th year celebration and it was the pride of the college and everyone was like oh my god 50 years blah blah blah, blah. so one day at night uh we got this uh, some guy came to the college and he's like oh my god they burned down the flex they burned down the flex uh so we were like what the hell who will burn down the flex in the middle of this thing so we go there and we found out that somebody has burned down the flex the sfi goes and rounds up all these uh, other political parties people beats the hell out of them kicks them out of beats beats them because oh. like that's how they deal with the situation there <laughs> yeah wow. beats them up 
uh, puts uh, them in some room in the hostel and they like threaten them this this is police comes it's a police case and all is filed uh, and nobody knows who beat them because it was in the night right and after that for another wait, they didn't years, know the sfi guys beat them they knew sfi guys beat them they didn't know who in who? the sfi beat them okay right so you can say that these people beat us but nobody has any proof nobody can say this person beat me or this person beat me mm-hmm. like it was done very this is not their first rodeo they've done this multiple times they know how <laughs> Uh, so they get all this thing done, right? And then for the next two years, no other political party says that we want to be here. Like SFI continues its thing for two more years, right? Somewhere in those like last two years, they, we slowly find out that the SFI only burnt that flex. <laughs> Their people only burnt that flex. And then they only went and found those people. They knew exactly where to go. They found those people. They <laughs> beat them up and made sure that this thing was not there. So... That was my first introduction to, you know, like this kind of thinking, like, you know, yeah. let, let, let me uh, 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 sort of, you know, that sort of thinking, like not exactly na- yeah. Narad Muni thing, but a little more devious. Like, this is cunning. more devious, yeah. No, this yeah. is what is needed in those, like, when you, when you come into like a power play, right? Correct. But it's Correct. like egos and like, there's not a clear cut of like, who's yeah. better, who's not better. You know, it's all of these, like, that's why I don't even, I don't, I don't trust Steve Kerr. I feel like Steve Kerr mm-hmm. is really good at that. Like, he's like... Like for for somebody who wasn't that talented, for mm-hmm. him to be so successful, you know, and get the opportunities that he got at every stage, like yeah. he became the GM of the Suns, you know, he, like because he helped Robert Sauer buy the Suns, right? And so oh, like he knows he knows he knows yeah he he and like he basically bought Robert Sauer was looking to buy like a Something. franchise yeah some uh-huh. even and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Steve Kerr was uh, was a part of the Arizona school. The Arizona State studied. University. Yeah, so he was associated there. He studied and, there, yeah. And yeah, and so like, that's how Steve Kerr became a GM. Because he helped Robert Savo buy the Suns. Like he went, like he got the deal done. Damn, kind of thing. damn Steve. So Steve's not a, Steve's not a, like. Yeah, and one of Steve's first comments uh, like after this entire incident, after saying that, I don't know who put up the camera, but we're going to find out who put the camera. Second thing was that uh, when Michael Jordan hit me in the face, our relationship just increased. Like, man, that what, what does that have to do with this? So are you saying that for a relationship, you just go around beating everybody? So I, I just don't trust Steve. No, Steve Kerr is a little, little bit sus. He's a little sus. Of, uh, little sus. He's a little yeah. sus. And I feel like he would not have, he would not have like, said it like you know like in game of thrones like they don't really say what's going to happen but they kind of like imply you know if somebody dies uh-huh. who knows you know it could be a blessing <laughs> something like that <laughs> what if the what if the video leaked somehow they're like oh that's a great yeah that's very, that would be very bad for day one yeah you should not leak it but you know, if but if <laughs> if it got if leaked, it was leaked, I'll be very fine. That'll be very. He would be handicapped in the contract negotiations. Contract, so yeah, be very yeah. bad. But yeah, that would be very bad. That would be very. Bad. But <laughs> oh man, yeah. uh, dream. I love I love I love rich people problems. It's like really funny. <laughs> Like, good luck to the Warriors moving forward. I'm sure they'll do something. They've, yeah, I mean, it should uh, be fine. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think that how can they know what angle the footage was taken from, right? 
So unless all the cameras there were switched off and this guy really knew that something was going to happen, in which case he deserves a Pulitzer Prize separately. But hmm. they know exactly where the footage was shot from. So I, I, is, it, is it that much of a stretch to figure out like who are the main suspects who could have uh, taken the video? That's what I'm trying to think. But I, I don't know like who was in, like I don't know like how these... Like it's a close practice. So it's a, oh. it's a close me- for media. It's a close for media though. So I'm sure the personnel... Like uh, you're the person who brings your towels or brings your water. All those people must have been there. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like, like I said, I think they called Jordan Poole and said, "Hey, man, you know, it's between you and Draymond. And Draymond is a hothead. You know this. Like he can do, sh- he can do crazy things. And if he does anything crazy, then like we would have to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> but we will keep you. We don't want you to do anything." Yeah, you, you you don't do anything, but like, you know, if he gets angry and he does something crazy, I mean, like, we, should, we definitely will let him go. So, you know. Do with this information what you, what want. you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Something like that only has probably happened. But uh, anyway, we'll move on from this warrior saga. we uh, approaching the season. Season is mm, coming up season uh, very, very yeah, close. Yeah. Uh, preseason games. One. In Abu Dhabi, two games, uh, Warriors, I mean, Bucks versus the Bucks. Atlanta Hawks. And Nation of India together co- started commenting cringe on Ranveer Singh's uh, videos and all that. And I, I have, I wanted to say something. I wanted to prepare a statement, but then I was like, no, I don't want to like prepare something. I, I think, I think it is absolutely ridiculous, the things that people are saying. And, uh, yeah. it, it's not because Ranveer was technically on our pod. I'm not supporting him because of that or, uh, any other thing, but, People don't understand the point of having an ambassador, right? Right, right. You take the best Indian player. I don't care if you say it's Abhishek Brigwanshi or Amjot Singh, whoever it is who's gotten exposure outside and is great. And if you make them the ambassador, what are they going to bring? What are they going to go and talk to Shaq, which Shaq already doesn't know? Like, Shaq, you're a great player. Uh, yes, I know. Like, there's nothing. They don't have a following. They don't have 100,000 followers. Hmm. They don't have anything that the other players have not seen. Yeah. He'll say, I, I can hit a three-pointer. You know, Trace, like, I can hit three-pointer from your house to here. I can hit a three-pointer. He'll tell Shaq, like, I don't give a shit. I've got, uh, you know, 30 million followers. Now, when Ranveer Singh goes and talks to these people, that is someone that they have not seen. Like, that is something that they have no idea about. The acting part of it. The huge amount of following that he has. 41 million followers. Uh, Shaq doesn't have 40 million followers. Yanis does not have 40 million followers. Trey Young, all of them combined have 45 million followers. Hmm. So the opportunity that exists for someone like that, who also is an avid basketball fan, like he was a great basketball fan. It's not like he's uh, remembered some people's names from a book and like, oh, Ahmed Rashad, okay, Ahmed Rashad. Oh, Ahmed Rashad, very nice to meet you. No, it's not like that. He's an actual fan of the NBA. Fan, yeah. Privileged enough to have watched NBA games uh, early morning from when he was a kid. He, hmm. he doesn't play, but like I said, he I mean, plays, who, but not, but not like professionally. Yeah. Ha, right. Like people said, Tiger Shroff, you know, is Tiger Shroff is not that popular, even in India. Let's not like, you know, confuse fame and fame. Like with, uh, this is something that we discussed also, right? And I think back then, our, our, we were also a little bit uh, surprised that Ranveer Singh was named the ambassador. And then I think when we've talked to Jonathan and all those people, they've talked about how the idea is not, whether Ranveer Singh is the ambassador or whether Ashwin Gopinath is the ambassador or Vini Devai is the ambassador or uh, Vishesh Drigwanshi or Pranav Prince or anyone is the ambassador, that is not going to change a Tanish watching in the NBA, Bhavjot watching the NBA. Whether they are there or they're not, 
Bhavjot, Tanish, uh, Krish, all those people are definitely going to watch the NBA regardless. Hmm. The point of getting a Ranveer Singh is to get new fans to the NBA. People who have never seen the sport, people who don't play that much, people who have seen basketball but don't really know that an NBA, the league exists called the NBA. Uh, Saat Samundar Par on the other side. There are, there are there is big stars are there who are very <coughs> tall and very good and can dunk and can jump and fly and do this, that, that, all this. Yeah. That is the whole point of an ambassador, right? The people who are already fans, we really don't care who the ambassador is. But True. for some reason, every post uh, that he posts, this is, he, those are fun things, right? We know that Yanis is fun. But when we see Yanis doing the Kalibari and all that, that I don't know if it's the inferiority complex or whatever it is, people start going and commenting cringe and, uh, oh my God, remove him from the ambassador. I saw overtime issues comments saying, uh, we don't need him as ambassador. Man, like, come on. Like, they need to see a world which they've not seen before that they can be like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And my this guy has more followers than me. Maybe this can be sort of a business opportunity. Something that you have to bring to the table, right? You can't be like, I'm a great fan, make me an ambassador. What yeah. are you... What is your value proposition? That, that you love basketball, great. But how does that help in anything? Like you're going to love basketball regardless, right? Mm. So that is what I wanted to say. That. Good, good. <laughs> but again, on the other hand, on the other hand, it, I'm sure that this is the approach that they're going with, that they're trying to get new followers to the NBA. So the criticism can only be valid if he fails in that attempt. If all he's doing is going on NBA's dimes to all these players, getting his follow count up, uh, promoting his songs, uh, promoting his movies, all that, then it sucks. Then that is not yeah. good. But so basically, whoever is determining whether it's possible or not, if new people are coming in or not, if they figure out that even with this, it's not happening, then it's a bad move. Then all you're doing is sort of just letting him promote his stuff using the NBA as a as a uh, as a vehicle, which I'm not cool. Because that is a terrible thing to do. Just hmm. leveraging and not giving anything back, back to the uh, NBA brand. Yeah. And with that, I will end it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have always been, like, I mean, even if you go to our previous things, I always said, like, it's a good move to have Ranveer. Um, yeah. And um, interestingly, like, Isabel is a big fan of Ranveer. Huge fan. <laughs> See? Already. Um, it's working. Yeah, and so she was the one who sent me, like, uh, oh, did you know Ranveer is in Abu Dhabi? I was like, oh, I don't know. Or wherever it was. Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. Abu Dhabi. And he's also a, a sponsor, like a, what is that called? Not a sponsor, but he's also an ambassador for a Visit Abu Dhabi. Visit Abu Dhabi, yeah. So, yeah. you're right. I mean, I think he is a great ambassador and he's doing cool things. He's creating nice content. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the thing that he would talk to Yanis, like in that All-Star game was a little cringe. You know, that was too much because I think like Yanis was like, who is this guy? What yeah. is he saying? I can't hear half of what he's saying because of his accent. I can't understand shit. So there was a part of it which felt a little cringe. And mm. I think that is just who Ranveer is. You know, he's over the top. He's he's full of energy, you know, all of that stuff. So till he's on brand and it seems like that that is his brand of like... You know, that, I, I think that's a great point about <clears throat> when he tried to talk from his heart and tell him that you're you're great. And Giannis was like, I don't know who this is. But when he started dancing, then Giannis is like, okay, now I understand the vibe. I don't I don't need him to tell me that I'm good in basketball. Like I know that. Yeah. But so I think yeah. So the stuff that he's doing with like the dance with Shaq, the dance with Trey, and like just I think I think it's 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 all like really cool. Um, mm-hmm. 
for the for the players you know they also like oh this is cool you know like uh, i can dance and i can like have a little fun with this guy and uh, i think it's good for the indian audience because they they like bollywood they like bollywood dancing and they're like oh who is this like big ass dude who's like dancing with only exactly yeah. yeah so so overall i think like i was i was always happy about ranveer being the ambassador like he's a big enough i just didn't know like whether it was tiger shroff or or ranveer because i didn't know how famous tiger shroff was um, not that famous and i didn't know how famous ranveer was also at that but time. Uh, also you mentioned last time that ranveer is also married to deepika so plus bonus so that's a huge bonus yeah absolutely um so overall i think what is doing is better than what the nba has done before which is like mm. send random people to like all star games i remember they once they sent that some guy i don't know who but like some hindi guy and who had yeah, never, yeah. who ah, didn't know correct, anything yeah. about basketball and who was just they sent sent shreyas ayer no they sent shreyas ayer they sent shreyas ayer also but yeah. shreyas ayer i think has like a little bit of basketball knowledge like it seems like from his instagram profile but still like no one knows shreyas ayer you know yeah so it's like so i think that whoever got this deal with anvir uh like huge props to them for like closing deserves it deserves a raise deserves a raise closing it and like making sure like things are going good in that sense and like he is happy with his involvement uh with the brand um obviously we have also run vijay and that whole other group of people who the are run vijay guy. and of yeah, course so, our very good friend rohan yeah so who are also like sort of i would say like not ranveer status celebrity but slightly lower who are also like promoting the game of basketball which i think is okay is good um yeah so overall i think nba india is doing a good job but I still feel like sometimes their social media stuff can be better. And I don't know why they have such bad engagement on their pages like it's that is like for someone with 700,000 followers like that is NBA India's count is 700,000 hmm. their posts don't get that many engagement. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, bad their engagement. I I don't think I don't even think that like their posts are that bad. Like I just don't understand why like people go and hate like just i don't understand that like but, <laughs> anything uh, they post is just usually hate but yeah they just like ah oh, this is this is what is this uh, unfollowing you unfollowing the screens content yeah pro <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, and what's the content yeah i remember like even when i was posting like those reels right i think uh-huh. someone like commented like um forgot what it was but some like useless content like comment us like mm-hmm. man if you don't want to yeah, see it don't see it get the fuck out of here <laughs> why are you seeing it then commenting on it and then telling me what you're going to do if i don't change it's like no one is forcing you to watch this content you know i mean i, I see the thing is i do i agree with this uh, thing that if everyone is saying good things about you then you're probably not like growing enough you're only amongst your uh, like friends and well wishers and families yeah. and all that so yeah. uh, whenever i see hate comment on our thing which is not much but whenever i see it i am always like okay it's it's growing a little bit which means that some assholes will be there which is fine for me like i i am very very okay with that the happiest i was was when somebody i think saw the entire podcast and was like what a waste of time and i was like okay all right this is good this is good this means that oh growing. really on youtube yeah 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 oh wow but how do you know he watched the whole thing I assuming that that's why he said it's a waste of time. It's not necessary that everyone understands what an ambassador's role is and how it 
Yeah. Like ambassador's role is pretty clear, but how, what are you trying to get? Are you trying to entertain the fans who are already there? Regardless of who the ambassador is, people like me will wake up at four o'clock, watch the games. We don't care four who's promoting the game. There are some games at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but do you wake up at four o'clock? Yeah, of course I wake up at four o'clock. <laughs> some, some of those really interesting games. Okay. Just kidding, uh, just kidding. Yeah. But, but we... The NBA's biggest problem is to try to find those people who are not fans, right? And for that, yeah. you have to have a different approach. You can't have the same approach for fans versus non-fans. So for that, this has to be the case. So in that yeah. case, I mean, I'm not saying that go and be like, oh my God, Ranveer, what a great person. Oh, and, and it's so so much easier to hate collectively on one thing. But, yeah. you know, like I, I always feel that Balls Bay followers sort of understand a little bit more about what is happening instead of just the shallow whatever is given, right? I don't know why I'm giving our people so much credit, but I like to think that we are also somewhere. Uh, Robert Sauer gets excluded. We are like, okay, LeBron probably did it. Like a little bit of you know, masala this yeah. way, that way. So if you think about it, there's no need to go and hate on that thing, right? Like, first of all, NBA is not. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're not, if you don't like it, let it be. Like, uh-huh. just because you go and hate on the comment, like. Ranveer is not going to say, oh, I can't do this anymore. Or NBA India is like, oh, wow, this comment has opened our eyes to <laughs> to, <laughs> to this whole thing. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah. yeah. See, and, and see, that's the thing. No, like, we did something amazing during that NBA India games. When Larry Bird was in India, they showed Larry Bird's face on the, on the thing for five seconds. And then they moved on to uh, Priyanka Chopra's face. And the entire crowd together, all the 4,000, 5,000 people together started booing Priyanka Chopra because that crowd was not non-fans. That was all fans who had come to watch the game. And as fans, we don't want to see Priyanka Chopra over Larry Bird. So when Priyanka Chopra's face, I have told you this multiple times that Priyanka Chopra's face came on because I didn't. I don't like, remember that they booed. I just remember that like everybody clapped or like they no, all gave him a how they how that happened that. is. They showed Larry Bird's face for like two, three seconds. And we were all like, oh my God, Larry Bird. Amazing. Oh my God, Larry Bird. Like, Larry Bird. Okay, okay. And then yeah. immediately they moved on to Priyanka Chopra. So Priyanka Chopra stood up and she started doing this and all. Oh my God. I I thought that I wanted to boo. But I was like, you know, I'm in the media section. I should not boo like so explicitly. Uh, everybody started booing from the top, from the rafters, from all to all the way down. People started booing her. And like it, two, three seconds of booing was all it took. They immediately panned back to Larry and we all started chanting together MVP, MVP. And he was forced to like, okay, I guess I have to do this. He forced to stood up, you know, do this thing. Thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. And then he sat down because like, nice. he's a very reclusive person. Like he doesn't like all this. Nonsense. He doesn't like, uh... but we were like, you know, you're in India. You have to get a taste of this thing. Yeah. That is perfect. Right. Because I don't care if she's an ambassador or whatever. She's she studying in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis. How you say it? Yeah. Oh, is that true? Yeah, since I did her high school in that place. So oh. <laughs> that's why she has whatever accent that she has. Anyway, right. Like, so there in, in an NBA stadium where everyone is there as an NBA fan, don't show me your Bollywood. Don't show me this thing. Like respect the NBA legends first. But now we are trying to like you know, spread the game over to a lot of people in India, trying to get them to this thing. This is probably the best person that could have done it. Like, I really don't know. Like, unless Shahrukh Khan would seem very inauthentic because he doesn't follow the NBA. He has more followers, but doesn't follow the NBA. That much, right? So what Salman is Khan. No, Shahrukh Khan. Or Salman Khan also. Oh, Salman Khan also doesn't 
do that. Thing. I mean, Salman Khan becomes the ambassador, then that would be something. Yeah, but that's inauthentic, right? Like he doesn't follow the yeah. NBA. Ah, like what is the point of that? Uh, also, like I don't think that both Shahrukh, maybe Shahrukh has it, but like I don't think Salman has that. Like go and like be this grand personality. Correct. Yes. You know, like maybe Shahrukh has it. Like Shahrukh will involve everybody. Like Shahrukh He'll and like I feel Shahrukh and Ranveer are kind of very similar in, in their mm. sort of energy to make everybody happy around them. They are just like ah, oh, we just got to make everybody like happy and like you know. Um, yeah. So that's why I think it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, like, don't hate, you know. Like, if you want, you can ignore it. But like, uh, they were having fun also, right? It's not like Yanis was yeah. having looked like he was having fun. Shaq was having a lot of fun. Uh, Trey Young was yeah. having fun. And I think this learning, right? Like, I, 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 I'm like repeating myself again. But that point you made about how he went from doing something which didn't seem authentic, now dancing, which is authentic for him like he's an entertainer that way he can make those people dance instead of being like yanis you are a champion you came from nothing now you are something blah 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 instead of that just doing what he did was yeah, felt like was more the like, right thing yeah. to do exactly yeah. so you know kudos to whoever is uh, managing that learning curve because i think it's working well i'm sure you're listening to the podcast but whoever it is you know like kudos, uh, to, kudos you. to you guys kudos to you we had uh, a little bit of, I, mean, I want to talk about the Redeem Team documentary. Did you manage to catch it? No, I'm not going to You're watch it. You're not going to watch it. You're not, not going to watch, watch it. No, what yeah. is there to watch? It's, it was fun, man. Like, a, as a Kobe fan, it was a lot of fun oh to watch that. Oh, God. Thing. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. So, anyway, then, then, then I, 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 I'll talk about it in a real separately. We'll do one review because you haven't seen it. So there's no point. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't. But seen I, I had a lot of fun, like, watching Kobe clips. And, like, Kobe almost came like a savior because they lost that 2004 thing. Then uh, Coach K, Coach K, and uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. What's the guy's name? Yeah. Krasinski. Not Coach K. Colangelo. Colangelo. Jerry Colangelo and Coach oh. Mike Shishevsky. Ah, correct. So they came onto the program. They said that you know we're gonna have this thing where we're gonna do this, and uh, we need a three-year commitment from you guys. No, three. Three Olympics. Three summers commitment from you guys. Blah 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 blah. They started 2004, 2006 World Championships happened. They lost in the semifinals to Greece. And then, this part I did not know. I thought that after 2004 only, they went and recruited Kobe. So after 2006, they recruited, in 2007 or something, they recruited Kobe. Kobe said that, you know, this is what we have to do. This is what they have to, like, it's, it's not even like manufactured. Anything. Kobe came at the time when, even with LeBron, Carmelo, D-Wade and all, they, they still went and lost to a Greece team. So then Kobe comes in. Kobe is like, okay, boys, I'm tired of watching y'all lose. So I'm going to come here, make some changes. And then I'll go to practice at 4.30 and I'll call all of you so that you can see me. And then you can... No, no, not no. call. I'll wait for you in the lobby. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go and work out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have all my gym equipment, you know, and I'm going to wait for you guys in the lobby. So when you come, you see me sitting in the lobby yeah, with my yeah. gym equipment. Oh, oh, God. It's a tough one. Hey, man. Stop dissing Kobe like this, okay? <laughs> because there is no proof that he actually went and worked out. That is they not just saw him sitting in the lobby. They just saw him sitting in the lobby, right? That is not what happened. He was going to the gym. They saw him on the way to the gym. They were going back to the room. Come he on, was going you, to the you gym. Should know, you should know Kobe better than this. Come on. I know Kobe better than this. He's not, he's, he might have done that thing, but I'm sure he worked out before. Yeah, I'm sure he worked out after it. But I'm just saying like he ah, waited exactly. for them to come to see that he oh, is going to work okay, out. Okay. Oh, LeBron's yeah. coming. Okay. Oh, ah. LeBron, what's going on? Going I'll going just go yeah, back. I'm going to 
But isn't the gym in that direction? Uh, I came from this other private gym. <laughs> private gym. <laughs> they set up a private gym for me just for one day. It's over now. <laughs> now I'm just going to work out with you guys. Yeah. Okay, enough. Enough Kobe dissing. But uh, it was no, no, a dissing, lot of fun because uh, yeah. uh, also like the Spanish team at that point of time, imagine how good Very they good. were that they just refused to. The final game, I've, I've seen the entire final game. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, like on YouTube, it is there. The entire final game is there. So, you know, you can watch it. And like very clear, the first half and the second half, like Spain is just trying, 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 but having like five, six Hall of Famers is, you know, yeah. very difficult to get over that thing. Uh, Rudy Fernandez and your Pau Gasol, a young 16, 17 year old Ricky Rubio doing uh, some crazy things with the ball, like p- putting the ball in the right place. John Carlos Navarro, all those players. Uh, Highly respected playing together. That, like, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, like when you go and play in the park, right? When you go and play in place, there will be one team who has always played together and they come and play together. In yeah. where I play in Kormangla, there's this group of Northeastern boys. And the way that they know exactly what to do, right? It is beautiful to watch. Like, even mm-hmm. if they're beating you, it's, I mean, obviously they will beat you because not me, not me. I mean, they beat okay. me one time, but anyway, not me. But uh, do you still go and play regularly? Uh, Saturday, Sunday. Captain, oh, I, nice. I've, I've encouraged captain also to take a break and come play. Oh, Let's go. That's good. Guess who? You know, Varun has moved to Barcelona, right? No, no, no. Varun you said his wife had uh, got a job <clears> there. Yeah, oh, they finally moved regard. to Barcelona, and yesterday he went and found a place to play basketball. So he was telling. He me, can, he can hang with those tall boys. Yeah, that's right. You, you're a tall guy. You, you, you'll be fine. Uh, plus, he does all those weird things with the ball. The thing, the thing about Varun is that he doesn't want to take a shot. So, like, he's always <laughs> passing the ball. So, everybody loves to have Varun on the team. You know, he's always getting the rebounds and passing and rebounds and passing. Uh-huh. And like, I was like, oh, yes, I, I want him. Yeah, you know, so... He tells, that's my strategy. He's like, listen, man, like, I don't really care about scoring. I just want to play. Like, I just want to run and... I just take the rebound and pass and people like yeah. me for that. That's cool. <laughs> I used to always want to take the rebound away from him because I always like doing that to tall guys. And he didn't jump much. No, like he, he didn't really yeah. care about getting the rebound. So I was like, if I get the rebound over him, I, in my head, I was like, okay, Ashwin, what a great rebounder you are. You have got it over the taller guy. <laughs> but then he would do that there too short. Uh, yeah, that three-pointer. Ah, three-pointer. So frustrating. So you do frustrating. all that work and then he's like, okay. You do all that work they just... Ah! <laughs> it's like, come on. Ah. Uh, speaking of long boys, oh, what a great uh, segue. Speaking of long boys, man, Victor Wembanyama unleashed himself to an audience oh, of US uh, non-YouTube watchers. He looked so comfortable, right? More than anything else. He did not get, a, like usually with these uh, long boys, a little bit of push, this, this is, I think, they get a little bit of rattle, nothing. He was very comfortable bringing the ball up, very comfortable with the rebounding, very comfortable with the... Uh, with the defense. Shooting, like with the shooting. Yeah, with, just, yeah, yeah exactly. He, he just, like the... He just took what the defense gave him, right? Like he didn't try to force himself too much, which is a sign of a very smart person and a very good basketball player. Like he's like way willing for the game to come to him instead of trying to do some crazy thing. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. Playing within the game. Uh, tanking season will officially begin... Uh, uh, already begun. October 19 October 19th it's gonna begin it is gonna when Popovich begin Popovich went when Popovich went online I said listen I just don't we bet know. on us to win the championship like, it's not happening uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean 
probably say speaking the truth I, I didn't think that I would ever, ever hear him say that also I never expected uh, no actually forget that I'll keep for the team uh, Victor Vembanyama <laughs> Scoot Henderson uh, prospects for the draft Victor Vembanyama already showing himself to be like a very smooth talker very comfortable with uh, that was a like, good you know, reel you made that, with that like I don't know how you like found that, found that for him just giving like that smile you know that, that, was, that was the tough part that was the yeah. tough part yeah. Oh, you already had the idea and then you went searching for that link. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. I and thought like you saw in... that. No, no, no. Okay. And, and like, no, if you. It's perfect. If you search, God will be like, okay, here is the answer. That's yeah, I searched and perfect. I got it. Like, yeah. Total perfect. Like that whole like turn and wink and like, you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, classic Victor. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, man, like your first thoughts about we'll not talk about the negatives in like some imaginary world but just hmm. what basketball what has come to prospect. become amazing amazing player uh, yeah man i mean it's like I, I, there's nothing i can say that i haven't said before in the live or people have not said before is that like he's like video game material yeah. you know it's like if you had to create a player you would make him seven five with great shooting, great handles, great blocking, great rebounding, you know, and <laughs> that's exactly who Victor Vembayana is. He's just a video game character. Yeah. yeah. And he moves so, us so easily. I mean, Not the like only thing that you would add maybe to your video game character is like the the bulk of Shaq, you know, the power of Shaq. Like, imagine if that was also a part of it. It would be like, oh, God, this guy. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I... Is, I yeah. Like he had those moves all the the post, right? Because usually these super people rely a lot more smooth, on yeah, yeah, rely the fade a bit more on the three point shot, fade away over oh the sh- left God. shoulder, right shoulder, mid range. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be like an easy transition. Like he's going to have some amount of learning to do because obviously the defenses are a little bit different in NBA. No, if anybody says that you are special, then all eyes will be on him. There, oh, on him. oh, show us, show us, baby, show us. Yeah. So like, but. He's got like for a prospect, wow, absolutely amazing. Uh, I I read somewhere that somebody said if LeBron James himself was in this draft class, mm. Victor would still go number one. Yeah, I think Richard Jefferson said that. Okay, and he says a lot of things. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree with him. I wouldn't disagree yeah. with him. Like, because the potential, like the upside, probably a little yeah. more higher. Yeah, of course. because like. I think with LeBron, the problem was like he was not a shooter. He couldn't shoot. Like, mm. and his playmaking ability was not that, like, uh, that much a part of who he was as a prospect. Well, who he was was as a prospect, a guy that was just super athletic, six seven, big, strong, dunking like, like you know. Mm. And that was his prospect. Like, his playmaking ability was there, but it wasn't like as elite as it is now that we know. Mm-hmm. Who is. Mm-hmm. But with Victor, like everything is there, you know, offensively and even defensively for a big man. I mean, so, defensively, he just has to put his hands up. After that, I, mean, this, I, saw this, I, saw this, I saw this video of him taking a layup, and mm-hmm. it was just like, I mean, when he went through for the layup, his hand was like next to the rim, and it's just like, <laughs> I like can't what? I dunk it? No, you gotta lay it up. But I can't lay it up. <laughs> it's, I was like, what? This is not fair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like he's bigger, he's bigger than Boban. Taller than Boban? 
Yeah, he's almost as tall. Tall. I think Boban is seven six. This guy's seven five. Seven five. Yeah, I think seven five. Yeah. Think about it. We think Boban is like this. Oh, Boban, giant, uh, giant. You know, and this guy is as big as this guy because everything else. Yeah, he, he better make sure he doesn't take any charges from Zion and all. That'll probably be the last thing that he sees. He wakes up and like, where am I? You're back in France, son. That was a dream. You have been reborn. <laughs> Zion has but, sent you back. <laughs> He's done the, what's that? Infinity snapper. Infinity thing. I forgot what is it is. Oh Zion is also God. amazing, man. I'm so excited. Zion also came back lighter, like... I remember you talking about that if he really wants that billion dollars, all he has to do is just take care of his body and the money is right there for him. Today. Yeah, yeah, easy. Easy for him. So, that'll be interesting because he has to learn how to play with his weight also. I think that's probably what's mm-hmm. going to be a little more interesting to see. Yeah. I feel bad for like the other guy though, like the second guy, what's his name? Jamarant. No, man. Uh, after Vembayama. Uh, Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. I feel he bad for him because uh, he's a good player, but he's like too small. Compared like to Big Ten. No, but he is small. He's like 6'3". Ah, correct. But 6'3 no. is like average point guard, right? No. Yeah, but he's the shooting guard, right? No, he's point guard. He's point guard, but he's more of a scorer is my point. Ah, who is this point guard who's passing yeah, balls? Pa- passing. Yeah, point guard is over. That that role is that like Chris Paul is the last living... Last yeah, living yeah. Uh, relic of that. Uh, absolutely. Like I, I was thinking like top point guards. Like every all the point guards are like twenty five plus point sh- scorers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean that is the way it's gone now. You can't if you pass the ball too much, then people will be like ah you can't shoot. Then you have to show yeah. them that you can shoot. And like oh he's not a point guard anymore. What? <laughs> Victor, I, I think it'll be fun. But now the sad point is I just realized that. There'll be one year before we see Victor in the NBA. Hmm, yes. Which is a problem. Yeah, anyway, we have, I think we'll have one more episode before the we'll season be one comes year older. Up. Will you be 35 by then? Yeah, I think so. Do you feel when you play basketball? No, no, no. Uh, yes. After the game is done. But, uh, Do you warm down and stuff? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, after that ACL injury, warm up, play, warm down. That's my go-to. And, and uh, dehydr- I mean, rehydration. I, I recently had copper poisoning. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you after the podcast is recorded and all that. It was very funny. Oh. It was funny because like of the stupidity of me, of the like the absolute ridiculously stupidity. stupid things that I've done. That's why it's funny. Tragedy plus time. Ah, anyway. Alright, and that's it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, everyone. We will be back again next week for the last episode before the season begins. So catch us then. Until then, like, share, subscribe to all the jazz. And uh, we need to say bye-bye. Bye-bye.